0: Everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Non League podcast with myself, John Phipps, and Matt Gerardo. Joining you on a Wednesday lunchtime, uh, as we like to do the recording. Although Matt's just telling me that he can't be bothered next week; he's got more important things on. Um, so um, I suppose after that treachery, I better see how he is. How are you, Matt?
1: Um, bad, not bad. Sun shining. I can be bothered, but it's half term, so we'll record it at different time. So I actually got a week off next week, which will be nice and uh, run up to Easter, and hopefully, um, yeah, I'm off to things with family so uh, looking forward to that and the sun's shining and the beach hut is back next week which means I'm a happy man so apart from that yeah, not too bad football season's coming to an end so my mood is good because A, it's coming to the end and B, it's looking pretty good so apart from that
0: um, do, do you do you actually believe now? We'll talk more in a bit more detail later on but do you actually believe now?
1: If we throw this away I'll give it up watching football
0: <laughs> There's an incentive for Dover Athletic to uh, <laughs> do whatever they want to do at the end of the season. Um, yeah, I've not. I've, to be honest with you, I've not had much chance to prep. Been very busy this week. Was uh, doing some moonlighting elsewhere um, uh, over overnight, so I didn't get much chance to look at anything. What are your thoughts, Matt? I've got a couple of things I want to ask you in this uh, in this section that we like to call the drivel section. What are your thoughts on Vietnamese food? Um. I can't believe I've actually had it. Uh, it's
2: supposed to be very nice. People rave about it. We're talking about a lot of rice, a lot of
1: peanut satay, are we? Sort of thing. I'm thinking that maybe completely off the radar. Vietnam, I think
0: Vietnamese restaurants are quite popular, though. Well, see, things is one of my freelance gigs, and this—I mean, this is proper first-world problems. Um, they give us a takeaway when I go up there, um, and last night I was quite a peckish. And it was Vietnamese food. And I looked at the menu, and do you know what? There wasn't a single thing that I fancied. So uh, I had to sort of say, Phew, you know what, I'm going to pass. So, I, you know, I mean, it's going to be a long time for our waste away, but I was hungry last night. Uh, what,
1: what, what was on the menu? Was it rice and peanut stuff?
0: A lot of noodles, a lot of lemongrass. I'm not really a fan of lemongrass. That was what put me off, I think. Oh, right,
1: yeah. You know, so... Uh, well, I would have tried it. But what, what, what other takeaway have they given you when you've been doing this stiff?
0: A lot of curries, uh, the occasional Chinesey bit, bit, um, Thai, which is always, you know, nice. We've had pizzas, burgers. Very
1: upper-class takeaway. i so the standard stuff, Then no, I? Yeah, no, no. No. I've never
0: been to McDonald's. And, and what, what,
1: if you walked in there tonight and said, what am I having, and, w- and they plonk something down saying, you can choose what you want, what would you choose?
0: Oh, that's a great, great question. Um, I don't know. i will prob- probably just stick safe and go Indian, to be honest. I, you know, I quite like that, so... You know, that would... straight pattern there yeah
1: straight pattern. yeah you know, so I'm going to go, right, nine days eight days nine days till i can eat bread so my wife will then be happy so um we were from that point of view so i'll go what will be my first meal with bread i'll keep you yeah, recommend which should be my first meal with bread if you're on the pod and you also john you said that we had a chance of a sponsor
0: well we've got a, a people, one. we've got a couple of people get in touch um so one of them i've emailed and i'm waiting for And then to get back to me, you know who you are. I emailed you last night. It was very late. Um, But we do have um, notes from an English county, a blog. uh, According to uh, its author, it is the premier blogging site for Kent and non-league football. Uh, You can find it at kentishman2015.wordpress.com. And I'm sure that that would be uh, something that that they say that they're like the written version of the podcast, although they're claiming that themselves. Although I don't think they've ever talked about Vietnamese food or TV. So they're not quite the written version of this, are they?
1: No, but thank you, KentishMan2015 at wordpress.com, for sponsoring this
0: this episode of the Kenanly Pod. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. Um, Right, other things I want to talk about. Uh, Number one, do you watch Game of Thrones?
1: No, well, I've watched three episodes, load of old drivel, gave the DVDs back. End of question. I'm not interested in that thing. People in the office absolutely love it. It's all over the news. You can't get away from it.
0: Basically, load of old drivel. That's my point on it. And Matthew Gerard scores 100 points for the correct answer. Oh, my days. I tried to watch it because I used to work with people who loved it. And they were like, oh, it's amazing. Started to watch the first series. I was like, what is this? This is absolutely insanely terrible. And then you say to people about that and they go, oh, well, if you get to the third series, then it gets really good. Well, why, why? What made you get to a third series? If the first two series, you love the programme, you're admitting they're no good. I don't understand it, and and it's one of those things, and it really—it's a bit like Harry Potter, which I've never got into either. It's one of those things where people talk about their oh yeah the in jokes and everything. Do you know what? You don't sound cool. You look like a loser when you're talking about you know when you're doing all your all your stuff like oh Khaleesi and whatever her name is and Jon Snow does it. You know you you don't look cool. You just look like an absolute fool. Is that fair? <coughs>
1: Right. the only program I liked about in the medieval times was Nightmare on ITV. <laughs> Remember that program when they used to go into the thing from there and they, they had wizards and draggers and stuff like that. Uh, this one doesn't do. It. I, I've watched Harry Potter because the kids have got into it, but again, anything swords, and dragons, and medieval stuff and crap like that, it's just not my bag. So I um, <laughs> I won't be watching it. And I, you know they say it's the greatest program ever, isn't it? But it's and everybody's all over it like a rash because
0: I think the new series is coming isn't it well it's coming uh I think winter is coming is what they say isn't it ha <laughs> <laughs> ha yeah winter's coming yeah but um yeah Game of Thrones series 8 I believe is on uh starts on Sunday in America and it's on uh on Monday in the UK I think it's on at nine o'clock on Monday night and do you know what there are much better things to be doing at nine o'clock for an hour on Monday night this week aren't there Matt Right, you mentioned Nightmare in there. Um, I'm fascinated because I used to like Nightmare as well, right, when I was a kid. Um, We're of the sort of age where you would think we'd know people who've been on it. I've never met anyone who's been on Nightmare. There's got to be someone out there listening to this podcast or who knows someone who was on Nightmare. And if you were, I want you to get in touch at Kent NL Podcast and tell me about how great it was being on Nightmare
1: that was a Friday quarter to five and you put the thing on some people some people you really liked and hoped they'd do really well and some people you thought, hope, hope you'd die in the first two seconds of it and some people actually did but that was a really good programme nightmare and I think um, they should bring it back this day and age you could probably really make it successful but uh, yeah cracking programme probably the best programme on uh, CITV along with Press Gang if you remember what Press game. That was another good one. That was the equivalent
0: of Grange Hill. I was at Children's Ward as well. That was uh, that was good. Yeah, Children's I, Ward. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was another mm. good one. I was always ITV rather than BBC as a kid, uh, but now obviously I love the BBC. They're fantastic. And the other thing I was going to say, to
1: something come on, mate,
0: The other thing I was going to bring up was something that we actually talked about before last week's show um, that you weren't aware. And I thought mo- most people, be- I thought most people that I got on well with, um, you weren't aware of my Scottish heritage, Matthew.
1: No, no, I didn't know you You, you could play for um, Alex McLeish's boys. I didn't know you were Scot- half Scottish or born in Scotland.
0: That is correct. So I was born in Scotland because my mum and dad, who were both from Kent, um, happened to be living there at the time. Complicated story, we won't go into it. Um, but they were living in, in Arbroath in uh, in Scotland, in Angus, over on the sort of east coast. And uh, that was where they... Uh, had their their son their much-loved son who's a bit of a pain in the backside to be honest to most of them a uh, massive financial drain but I was born in Nine Wells Hospital in Dundee um so I always have a bit of affinity towards Dundee United because I was um born in the city so that's why I wasn't managing them a football manager at the moment um but one thing that always makes me laugh is um I'm about a month younger than Blair Sturrock obviously he's Paul Sturrock's um son and uh Blair was born in the same hospital as me. I think it's about a month and four days. And looking how Blair, despite possibly being a little bit uh, limited, has had a cracking professional football career, I was literally a mix up the hospital away from playing untold amount of league games for Plymouth and Swindon, et cetera, wasn't I? Well,
1: Blair, Blair I've, yeah, it can how sad I am. Um, I've read Paul Stark's autobiography. There can't be many people in the whole country who've read that. So they want a link to Paul Stark. I've read his autobiography. I am sad, I know. Was it a good book? No, <laughs> I, I, I like those books about. Oh, you think you're going to get some tidbits and thing, but I'm quite fascinated when he scored his hat trick, a goal against Cowdenbeath or something like that. How he comes up, and um, yeah, I saw it there. But again, I don't buy books anymore. You get it from the library. That's the few, you know, I'm sorry people who are writing books and things like that. For, for you get it from the library. Kent, county libraries, apart from the cost, cuttings and they go and pull the plug on a lot of them. Their service is fantastic. You need to buy a book just go on the app, get it from the library. Fantastic service. That's my
0: public service announcement, I like. Fair enough. Uh, Anyway, uh, this is our 79th episode this week. Um, There is an album called Live 79 by the band Hawkwind. Uh, Never heard it, um, but my favourite band, Biffy Clyro, uh, do have a B-side called Hawkwind, which is a tribute to Hawkwind, and funnily enough, that came up on my random Spotify playlist uh, last night when I was driving home from uh, my job where they didn't feed me last night. So there's a link to 79, obviously we could talk about 1979 when... Uh, which was actually the year that my mum and dad met um and subsequently moved to Scotland where they had a child um, and also Matt child would have been uh, four or three and four so he was getting into his uh getting into his groove there and no doubt commentating on the other kids at the park playing football yeah.
1: I'm basically a sad man and things
0: like that. You're, you're fine, Matt. You're fine. At least you don't watch Game of Thrones. Anyway, uh, go. we're going to start this week in the National League, where on Saturday, uh, after... Plenty of weeks of looking like it was coming. Maidstone United's relegation was confirmed as they lost 2-0 at home to Salford City. Um, but the Stones, in typical form, then followed that up two days later by recording just their third home league win of the season as they beat Barnett by two goals to one. Um, and I guess that's a frustrating one for, for Maidstone and their supporters because it finally shows that there was potential there. But it's just come too little, well, far too late, hasn't it?
1: yeah again I think it's good that they've gone down and as we said last week the major things what are they going to do next season law's got a couple of or go- well, a couple of goals now for three goals and two but again good to get a win against uh, their home and the last two home games were against Braintree and Aldershot who could be relegated with them so uh, they've got a chance to maybe get some momentum at home big big season ahead big summer ahead for Maystone United so we'll wait to see from there. But again, I don't think the season 2018 and 2019 will go down in Maystone history as a very good season. And to be honest, did I see them getting relegated? I didn't think some of their signs at the start of the season were great, but I thought they would have enough to survive. So I'm quite surprised that they've gone down from, if you'd have asked me in August, I thought they'd have been OK. Hold that thought one sec.
0: Sorry, mate. I to Is a to there. It's a the little boy's room, yeah. Um... <coughs> Um, Yeah, it's been a disaster from start to finish for Maidstone. really. I mean, the whole thing with Jay Saunders at the start of the season where he almost went to Macclesfield and then didn't. And we've spoken to him and and you could tell that there was a change in attitude um, when that all kind of fell through for him uh, with Macclesfield. Um, And like you said, the signings at the start of the season, you could tell there wasn't a lot of goals in their team. And obviously they'd lost Piggott. Um, and, and that was a, a big blow for them. And he hadn't been replaced properly. Um, and then when they brought in Harry Wheeler, again, it didn't really work out for him. It didn't really work out. And, and he ripped that squad apart, um, which worked well for, for Dover, I suppose. It didn't work well for Maidstone. And then you were ending with a, a, a collection of players and it was too little too late for Hayretin and John Steele to come in. Um, Hay Rettin, of course, was manager at Braintree as well, so he's got a double relegation um, technically on his CV. But uh, speaking after the game on Saturday, he did say that the plan is for Mainstone to stay full-time. So next year, they've just got to start from scratch, haven't they? But he said they're going to try and talk to a lot of the players that are there. But you're going to look at some of those players and they're going to say no, I want to stay at a higher level, or the players are just get, or they're going to have to say to the players, yeah, you're not quite the standard that we're looking for, aren't they?
1: Yeah, well, I think the bonus Maidstone have got is that they 1,500 just there against Barnett. When you think what's on the television as well, Man City against Spurs, a lot of people would stay in. That is the key to Maidstone, United you know, getting back to the National League, which will be a tough, tough division next season. Again, the Conference South is the 1,500, the 2,000 they get every week. You know, they start winning every week. You know, the last two and a bit seasons, you know, they haven't won many games, have they? And fans need to get that on board if they can, um, you know, get behind them, get a bit of momentum, win some matches and the feel-good factor could be back. John Steele, you expect, will get a promotion when inside of it. Will it be enough? Interesting to see.
0: Interesting times for Manchester United. Is it one of those, you think, though, where they've got to make a good start next season? Because, you know, if if it gets to the middle of the season and as things are standing... Billingwick are going to be in that league again. Um you're going to have Braintree Aldershot as you've already mentioned and probably Havant and Waterlooville are all going to come down as well. Um you're going to have one of Torquay, at least one of Torquay, Woking and Welling in there as well and Dartford. You know, it's going to be a tough league again that league and and if they don't start well Will the powers that be at Manchester United start thinking, do you know what, we've got to think about this? Because Oliver Ash said to us before, didn't he, that it costs them a lot of money to get promoted and go up. And if they're going to maintain being a full-time team, I don't think they're going to be the richest team in that league by any stretch of the imagination. So it's important that John Steele and and Hackney Retting make a good start, or else I don't think their jobs will be at risk, but I think their budget could soon be cut, no?
1: Yeah, I think um, it's absolutely key. you see, Woking have, you know, came down, Whole new squad and they've the momentum. They're going to go into the blast Anything can happen in there. But I think Maidstone will be a big fish in that division with the lovely facilities they've got. It'll be you know, it's going to the places of East Stoke United, the lesser teams the hunger for the still in the division and getting a result. But I, I think they need to hit the ground running. You know, this, this they started four points in the first two games. I think this season they hadn't they, and and it's gone doing it. John Steele, he knows more about football than you know all the podcasts we've put together on this program. So it's key for them. But I think yeah. Good start to the season. Key for them, get the fans behind them and go and try and get into the National League. For how many leagues were they in there once? Did they get straight from. Twice yeah, they went the straight National through league it last time, season. Yeah. Straight through it. Yeah, so it will be really interesting to see what goes on. But, yeah, they've got the right manager, I think, on board. But, we're, you know, they've just got to keep short, keep going, get some momentum, get the fans behind them. Um, you know, when you blame when you the likes of the Lake Norrens, etc., coming to play, you know, the likes of Hungerford at home, you know, you've still got to be
0: up for that game, the fans, etc, because they know they want to get back to the National League level. Yeah, even though it's been a disappointing season for the Stones, they do have a chance to get some silverware uh, on Tuesday night when they take on Bromley in the Kent Senior Cup final, which is being played at Hayes Lane uh, on Tuesday night. And after their 2-2 draw against Aldershot on Saturday, uh, Matt's caught up with a Bromley manager and friend of the show, Neil Smith.
1: Neil, it's been a... Busy week for the club. That great result against Orient, and couldn't get all, getting it over the line against all the shot on Saturday.
2: No, no. You know, we've, as I say, for the for the weekend football, it's been it's been. We've had every roller coaster ride going. You know, you go to Salford and you got all the hoo ha. You got goal up with five minutes to go. Then there's the equaliser in the. Last minute, and then they go and score the winner in you know time added on. So you you're emotionally drained from that game. You come back, and then you've got the top of the table. Later, Orient, we go a goal down, and then we do the complete opposite. We go and win it in the last couple of minutes of the game, and it's so you know. Then we've got to pick ourselves up. We got all the shot team, you know, managed by Gary Waddock. Not not going to come down and just roll over. Um, Go goal up, two so we're two one down, and then we go and get the equaliser And then you know you try and get that win. So as an emotional roller coaster, and as an event. All the, all three games have been absolutely full on. You know, no one's taking their foot off the gas. So it's been, it has been stressful. It has been tough, but ultimately it's been brilliant.
1: So, quick saying that, you've seen the top two in the last two games. Who do you think's going to win it, Salford or Orion?
2: Well, you know, Salford's just physically strong and probably got more bodies in numbers. Leighton Orient um, were a very good team and and for us to beat them. So, at the moment, I'd I'd, I'd go with Salford just on the fact that they've probably got more experience in their squad of winning games and playing in the the league above. And I think that might just get them over the line.
1: What about Bromley? You know, four games to go now, plus the cup final or the Kent Senior Cup. What what would you say, you know, out of ten, the season has been this year for you? It's
2: probably been about six six seven it' it's, it's been okay because you the, you know you, the, you know we've been in times the top half but we started off slowly we sort of recovered um and had another bit of a dip and it's it's just one of them where we, we never we weren't consistent enough roughly okay. we had our best best runs just before or just, just after Christmas um and then since then it's win one lost one draw one and we're just looking for that consistency and, and we've had such major injuries as well. Uh, with important players, you know, Zavon Hines, Adam Mechie, um just, just to name a couple, and, and, and you can't lose players of that quality.
1: What do you think of the standard is like this year in the division? Is it harder than last year, would you say?
2: Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, and I don't think it's going to get any easier. I think where the, the league is now, is, that was League 2 three, two or three years ago, and I think the Conference South is where the, the, the National League was two or three years ago. You know, there's some strong teams in that, but... You just don't look at you don't look at a team and say yeah that you know they're your bankers to you know to go down or say any one of them because you know who'd have fought all the shop being in the relegation zone after just missing out in the playoffs last year you know Bournemouth exactly the same Dover so these these. These teams and and this division are getting tougher and tougher and you just got to make sure you're always moving forward and trying not to stand still.
1: So you've got your new stand coming up, they'll be ready for next season. Um, How how do you stop, you know, how do you try and compete with some of these sides as well? Because, you know, with it being quite a northern league next season, a lot of the southern side's going down, is that easier for you maybe to attract new players?
2: Well, we'll see. You know, at the moment, you know you're in the sort of what's in your own squad to to keep for next season, and then you are looking at other players, um, obviously. But you, you know, there's still a couple of teams that can get in the playoffs and might go up, and so you, you, you're just looking around and you're you're, you're sort of penciling in players you'd like, um, but then it, believe it or not, it always. Some, most of the time, it can come down to money, um, and you try you offer that you offer them the, the fact that they're in the, the conference national, but they might take that little bit more because they might be in the conference national at a stronger club.
1: Right, I see, you got JJ Hooper, of course, on loan from Grimsby. He's banged the goals in for you. Been a fantastic signing. Um, what's his position? Is he at a contract at Grimsby in the summer?
2: I'm not telling anyone. Who's this go out? To? <laughs> just get on had, <laughs> me for a first We've we've we have, we've had conversations, and you know, I think Hoops has found a place where he's comfortable, and you know, feels feels wanted. I think we play to his to him to to his style best. Um, he's been a revelation since he came in, and he's been a massive help. Um, would love him for next season, but obviously, when you're a goal scorer and you're scoring goals, you're always going to, you know attract a lot of interest and we just hope that because he feels comfortable here and, and everything else there might be something there so again we're, we're in discussions but like like all strikers that are scoring but we'll probably have to wait until the end of the season
1: you could have a sort of look at the last four games you've got Halifax Solihull Barnett and Epstein, particularly Solihull and Ebbsfleet have got things to play for so you could have a big plot to play in who goes up and who's in the playoffs this season so well, that,
2: that, that's exactly it. The last few games have been that, you know, the two top teams Then you've had all the shot who, who needed to win to you know, stay and give themselves a, a fight, although it's looking, you know, more and more difficult. And it'll be the same with absolutely with trying to get into the playoffs. Solly, all to, you know, they're only a couple of points off the top. And obviously, when you're in those playoffs, you want the best draw where you're only playing the one game to try and get to the final of it. So, Everybody's got something to play for, which which is is brilliant, really, because you'd rather have that than, than nothing games, where that you know two just mid table games. But um, you know we want we want to win as many as we can. You know we, we definitely want to win our, our home games, and then if the, if the supporters are coming to follow us, make sure they you know they get value for money on the on the travel as well.
1: I suppose the momentum that starts for next season, you start end this season well. that's always that momentum heading in for the next season as well, isn't it?
2: Well, that, that's exactly it. You know, unfortunately, we, we lost a few games at the end of last season, obviously. Probably our minds on the, the final, and then the way we lost the final, and I don't, I don't think you know there's any correlation from that to having a bit of a slow start because you didn't have as long a break because you were playing right up until the end of May, and we and we did we didn't we didn't get off to the best of starts, but you know we, we can't have any excuses next year. You know we're four years into this into this league, we know it's getting tougher. We 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 realise that you you know what you need to get you know stay in this division, let alone try and get out of it. Um, so yeah, you know we're, we'll. We'll be fully focused in these games now, just prepping for next year as well as uh, finishing off the season on a high. Uh,
1: In a a week or so, you've also got the um, Kent Senior Cup final as well. Again, it's a competition that's had a bit of criticism before, but it's a big game, Maystone, you know, we've seen what has gone on there and they're taking it very seriously. I presume you'll be the same, you know, it's a bit of silverware at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, I'd be very surprised if John Steele and and Hakan don't, don't want to win Win something, you know, with the season they've had, and likewise, we want we want to win something. And while we're in it, we'll always go and try and win it. You know, we played we played strong sides when we've had to. Um, we've given a few few guys a little run out, but you know, there'll be no excuses next Tuesday. Everybody can play, although we play on the good Friday as well against the solid hole and strong side. You know, I want to try and give everybody. Game time, so they can put, put themselves up in the window at that. So we won't go in there, you know, just to make the numbers up. We want to try and win the Kent Cup. It has been, you know, something that's been probably left alone and put on the side for a little little bit over over some years. But you know, two two teams that will probably go and want to win it just to finish on a high.
0: Six out of ten then for, for their season, he says Matt, and as, as probably about fair after last year when they got to the FA Trophy final and they did had their probably the best ever league season. It's, it's been a season almost for them, hasn't it, this year?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, they had a good cup run again. The FA Trophy was a bit sour by being expelled from the competition. And as Nielsen in there, consistency has been a problem. They win, win a few, then lose a few. So, yeah, uh, he's kept the majority of the squad. He's had a few injury problems. It was like Mechie and Zavon Hines came in and he had to retire as well, which is difficult from that point of view. But other sidings, like JJ Hooper, who may attract other clubs, maybe sniffing around him because of the goal-scoring record. Where would you say, at the start of the season, where do we think probably would be? Middle of the table? Probably going to finish middle of the table. So, um, yeah, there's no real surprise in that. Neil Smith's a good manager. He was under pressure at a certain amount of time. But now, I think it'll be their fourth season in the National League. Will they look to go for it next season and try and get into the playoffs be interesting to see as I mentioned in the interview with him there it's going to be quite a northern based division so some of the players from the southern base sides may want to want to look and stay in the National League so interesting times ahead for Neil Smith but he's done a good job there and they are a solid conference national outfit and always difficult to beat as well so um, I think he's done a good job but again it's getting to that next level have they got the finances interesting to see what they do be an
0: interesting year next season in the National League well you've just reminded me matt that um at the start of the season we actually did full predictions for the national league didn't we and we put them on twitter did we yes we did we both have a one to 24 and i'm just going to go back and find them and just see how terrible they are in fact i have them both in front of me now uh so let's see i have matt gerrard's predictions here in front of me uh how many of the bottom four do you think you've got Correct. You've got two. Um, how many of the? Uh, well, how many of the Kent teams? Wh- what? Do you, how do you think you've done with them? Epsom, I, I said, we said
1: playoffs. Bromley tenth, uh, Dover
0: twelfth, Maidstone fifteenth, something like that. You went Ebsfleet, tenth, Bromley fourteenth, Dover fifteenth, and Maidstone in seventeenth. So not too terrible, actually. Um I'm so just... I thought Epsom, in. Interesting. What about you then? Uh, yeah, I've done I've done badly as well. Um, so I've got... You just got it a minute ago. Oh, yes. Sorry. Um, I've got one of the bottom four. Um, right Yeah. Um, but I didn't even have them bottom. Uh, I've got a team uh, in the playoff places also going down, Eastleigh. Uh, I've got a team pushing for the playoffs, Gateshead, just above them. Uh, I've got Dover eighth. That was a good call, wasn't it? Me, mate. Chesterfield third. Um, I've got Bromley twelfth though, so that's not bad. I've made some fifteenth, yeah. um, but yeah. So um, we will revisit them fully uh, at a later date and go through them all again. But uh, there was a little bit of a uh, of a uh, a point for you that we uh, probably aren't the best at predictions. Anyway, um yeah, that kensina Cup final as well on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, a chance to get some silverware on the board. Um, We've talked before about the competition, now it's not a priority, um, but for both Bromley and Maidstone, there's no reason why it can't be a really good game of football on Tuesday night.
1: No, I think um, both Neil Smith said he's got some of hell to play at the weekend, uh, he's a big game for them, they'll play the best side, they want a bit of silverware for the fans who supported them, you know, they had the heartache of the tro- you know, losing the FA trophy, so good for the fans, well Maidstone, I think they want to retain the trophy, they want won it on penalties last year, we were there weren't they against Folkestone, so they look to retain it. Again, a bit of momentum for them from that point of view. it would be interesting to see how many people are at the game. Um, I still don't know why they don't have a pre-season tournament at this sort of thing because, you know, it seems squeezing it in as quickly as possible before the end of the season seems a little bit bizarre. But yeah, it should be a good game and I'm sure the Ken FA will uh,
0: look after them well and, yeah, make the best team win. Exactly. Uh, elsewhere in the National League on Saturday, it was uh, Gateshead won, Ebb Street United won. And the sting in the tail of that one is with Eastleigh losing a filed on Saturday and uh, Leighton Orient on Tuesday night, if if Ebsleet had won that game, they would actually be sitting in the playoff places with uh, four games to play. Uh, as it there's still a point outside and Eastleigh have lost four of their last five, whereas Ebsleet are on a long unbeaten run. I think there's a chance they're going to make it, Matt, you know? I think,
1: yeah, I think Eastleigh have, four weeks out of five, you know, you think win two of them. They're well-insconced in the playoffs, but Ebsleet, have got a, a good chance. It could come down to the game on Easter Monday when they play Dover. Uh, it could, you know, Dover could try it to survive. It might need to get into the playoffs. So interesting times. But yeah, fair play to Gary Hill. Apparently they should have won that game against Gateshead as well. So yeah, they, I think they're in the pole position now. And you got to watch out for Sutton coming on the inside. But what a fantastic achievement to finish seventh. And as we've seen before last season, I think they finished seventh. They got through to the semi-final before the final. So Nobody want to play Ebbsfleet because of the, the, the character they've got in that squad. So, um, yeah, they've got a chance. And I'm sure the um, Ebbsfleet fans will be packing out the ground at the weekend against
0: Dagenham, which Dagenham are in great form. They should be looking to get three points out of that. I suggest if he's, if Ebsfleet, with all their off-the-field issues as well, getting the playoffs, Gary Hill should be given the freedom of Fleet. Is that just the train station and the football club? I don't know. There's What else is there?
1: Free parking, maybe, at the Ebbsfleet International Station. Maybe we could... Get that
0: trending on Twitter if they get in the playoffs. That would be amazing, yeah. I'm definitely behind that campaign. Gary Hill gets a free parking space for life at the Fleet International train station should he lead uh, them into the playoffs. Uh, that leaves one team in the National League. I keep leaving them to last. I'm not doing it on purpose, Matt. Another team who are five unbeaten uh, in the National League or uh, Kent side as well. Uh, nine points clear of the drop zone with four games to play. Uh, Matt, Dover Athletic drew 0-0 at home to Chesterfield on uh, Saturday. Uh, didn't sound like a great game from the snippets I heard, um, but surely now you can start thinking about the the cocktails and putting your feet up on your deck chair, no?
1: Yeah, everybody around said earlier in the pride if, if we throw this away, I'll be very, disappointed, and we deserve to go down. Um, consensus, you know, we haven't losing in the last five minutes. I think it was against Harrogate. Yes, it's down. And, and reports from the manager, um, haven't uh, manager I can't remember his name now? Um, for Man City now, Lee there. Bradbury. Uh, basically Bradbury. I've got a story about Lee Bradbury. I met his cousin when I was on a holiday, and all his cousin said, "I'm the cousin of Lee Bradbury." Every time we met him, he kept mentioning that. That's when he was playing for Man City. Use this story there. But yeah, yeah, he basically said in his interview, "Yeah, they're, they're down basically." So Dover, up with four games to go, should have enough. Tough old trip to Barrow. It'd be nice to do it and dust it there, a win there should be enough, but yep, fair play, Saturday's game wasn't the greatest, but we basically ground it out, um, and we forget about this season, and go from there, and worry about next season, once the release players go, and go from there, but I'm not, not panicking. the chickens just yet, a defeat a defeat on Saturday, then a win for haven could be panicking a little, Bit, but yeah, it's, it's
0: looking better for Dover now. We'll have an hour at Solid Hole though, so don't get too upset, too, too worried. Older shot are at home to Hartlepool of the other teams and elsewhere, um, of our Kent teams at least, um, we have got uh, Bromley as we've heard, are playing against FC Halifax on Saturday away from home, Ebb Street against Dagenham and the relegated Maidstone are away to Chesterfield, so uh, that'll be a tough one for them. Internationally South, where Welling, uh, who incidentally won the London Senior Cup on Tuesday night as well, um, are pretty much there now. They uh, beat Bar City 2-1 on uh, on Saturday. And with four games to go, they are 11 points uh, clear of, of Billericay in eighth place after a terrible run of form uh, for Billericay. Um So it's looking like... Playing the manager there. Well, exactly. He's not had a good year, has he? Um, But it's looking like Welling United are going to finish third in the National League South. um, Danny Mills scoring the winning goal against Bath City on Saturday. Um, And he's been a, a good signing for them. And Steve King has done a fantastic job in his first season there. Yeah, well,
1: nothing as you expected with Steve King. 21 wins, all season 30 points on the ball. He is a good manager at this level, absolutely, no doubt. He brings in players that he knows as we real thing, but he knows we he can trust from that point of view. The key for them is finishing in the top three um, to get a home tour. They're good at home. Some big clubs in that division as well, um, looking to get in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting times, I think at the moment. Could we be looking at Welling v. Duff? Duff? need to turn their form around. But, yeah, fair play to Welling. I think it's a really good season for them. Are they ready for the National League? I'm sure Steve King will- Think they've got a chance to get in there, and he wants to manage it in that as well because he has been successful in that division before. But he, he, his his remit probably was to get him in the playoffs this season after the disappointment last year, of missing out,
0: and he's done that fantastically well. Yeah, uh, Dartford on Saturday though they had a stinking result. They were beaten three one at bottom of the table, Western Supermare. It's now four without a win for the Darts, and they're only two points outside the playoffs and all of a sudden inside the playoffs. And all of a sudden, there's a little posse of teams behind them. You've got St Albans on fifty eight. Concord on 58. We'll talk about them in a second as well. Biliriki on 59. Wieldstone snuck into seventh place on 60, ready for that tear-up against Matt Stover next year. Um, and Dartford there was 61. And you, Dartford, as you say, their, their goal difference as well is only one. They've scored 49 and conceded 48. The 49 they've scored is the lowest in the entire top half of the table. Um, so you have to wonder if Dartford are, are, are going to get away with this because they do need to find a bit of form, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think um, yeah the waveform has been a bit of a, a problem for them, but their home was good. They've drawn the last two at home, and a home to them this week was I'm actually going to that game as well. is absolutely massive. Chipperham aren't in great form themselves. You think of Concord, you mentioned that they've had three points deducted. So, Dartford would be in that final playoff spot if that was the case. Uh, from that point of view, and I just noticed the goal difference: forty nine goals for, forty eight against. The goal difference to one that could come down to be absolutely crucial come the end of. The- the season and I think Darfur have got to play Billricky on Easter Monday that is an absolute massive game as well so Darfur needs to get consistency three points is an absolute must on Saturday they need to find form and fast and I'm looking forward to that game but they surely should have too much for Chippenham but again you're overlooking your shoulder now I think maybe you're looking I think Bath are going to get there so I think will take Billricky and Concord maybe St Albans are playing for those two spots
0: yeah, and obviously Concord Rangers had a, a bit of fun on Saturday. Have you seen about that as well, Matt?
1: Yeah, the guy broke his arm, didn't he? And they couldn't get an ambulance to the ground.
0: Three hours he took for ambulance to get there.
1: So, uh, a, Tru- a Truro can get relegated. Yeah, Truro relegation zone. So, they're not going to say, yeah, let them have the points, are they? So, they've got to go down there. So, really, arguably, 61, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, the league's has to sort that out. But going to Truro on a Tuesday night is probably, particularly with the season coming close, They'll have to do that next week. You can't do it though, after the following week because it's the um, Easter break. They need to sort that out the league. But people have been complaining about Truro because they've got, not say previous, and they've had a couple of um, floodlight failures and games that teams have had to go down in midweek. So not, not to sp- put any aspersions on that, but um, they get a bit of stick on
0: the forums, Truro. Um, and I like Truro as well, as you know. Well, indeed. Uh, this weekend, as well as uh, Dartford against Chippenham, which you'll be able to hear Matt t- chatting about, uh, on Saturday afternoon, uh, Welling goes to Slough, where a win uh, against the team in 11th place would s- secure their playoff place even though results elsewhere may sort that out for them and with teams below them all playing each other it may already be done and dusted for them as it is into the Isthmian League Premier Division uh, where the champions are confirmed but it's not a Kent team Dorking Wanderers have been crowned as, as winners of the league in fact three of the four leagues in the Bostick have their champions now confirmed we'll talk about the other one of those uh, very shortly um, but Thomas Angels still looking good for a playoff place I would say after the weekend um, when they were even though they were beaten one 0 at Leatherhead on Saturday, uh, Folks and Victor beat Whitehawk two one, and Matt's favourite League footballer Jamie Curton scored two minutes from time as Bishop Stockford beat Margate to end Jay Saunders' long unbeaten run uh, as Margate, to start his career as Margate manager. Um, so looking, Margate's is too late for now. I think probably Folks is too late for now. So it's it's all hopes on Tom Angels for those playoffs, Matt.
1: Yeah, I think with that was a lovely goal by Jamie as His hair looks, still looks fantastic. Great goal. volleyed in the back of the net in the final. You can't grumble with him at his age.
0: And what a he fair. has
1: yeah, It is a great goal, yeah. Tommy of Angels, yeah, normally we've, we've been picking up their way for them. I take it Nicky Bulls to the Leatherhead, is he? Yeah, must be.
0: Um, and they've moved, they've moved so to within a, a and point and... of the playoffs themselves after that win Leatherhead. But yeah, Angels, 66 so, um, points. Uh, uh, there's only four games to go. They're five points clear um, of... The not being in the playoffs, so there's still a, a, a chance they're going to finish second, Angels.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's well in the playoff situation. Finishing it, as we mentioned before, I think they want to play at home. Still trying to get a lot of people through the gate. the well supported team. Um, yeah, I think they'll be looking to do that. I'm thinking, you know, Ball, Margate. Could he get the Aldershot job if they go down? I'd be interested to see Aldershot legend from that. He's done a job in this division. I think he did a fair job at Margate as well before the problems came along. Yeah, but Angels should be. Yeah, I think they're, they're sorted now. Four games to go. Eyes on the playoff and eyes on the bigger prize, and fingers crossed for them. They can bounce back this
0: weekend. Who they got? The, well, that's what I was just about to head. They are actually at home to the Champions on Saturday. So they take on oh, Dorking right, Wanderers on Saturday, while Folks and Victor travel to seventh place, Merston and Margate are at home to Potters Bar Town. Uh, the only league where the Champions aren't confirmed in the Bostic is the Bostic League South East, where Cray Wanderers had the chance to secure the title if they'd beaten uh, Greenwich Borough on Saturday. But it finished 1-1 at Hayes Lane. Sorry, the game was on Sunday. Uh, but it finished 1-1 at Hayes Lane, with Cray missing a late penalty that would have wrapped up the title for them. But they're still uh, eight points clear of second place. And they're still it, it's still one win for them. So one more win and Cray Wanderers will be celebrating. But it's just getting to the point now where they must just want to get it done so desperately, Matt.
1: Yeah, I think um, I've missed Mr. penalty. I didn't realise they missed the penalty to secure the title, but a player with, with pig sick in the in the dressing room for that. Yeah, it's it's all over um, for them. They're going to win the division, so fair play to them. We've said all along. I think they've been front runners since you know September. I think so. Um, uh, nobody's going to stop them from there. But a fantastic season for them. Hope
0: Ashford. were well, they? Come unstuck against Hyde, didn't they, Ashford? They did. They lost three one on uh, yeah. on Saturday against uh, against Hyde. So um, yeah, it was. Uh yeah, so that that was the the result that gave Cray the chance to wrap up the title on Saturday, uh, but as we've already heard, they were on Sunday, sorry, they were unable uh, to secure the win, uh, even though Greenwich were down to ten men as well. Um, it was Tom Phipp who missed that penalty, uh, saved by the goalkeeper, pushed around the left post for a corner. I have seen it; uh, not the greatest penalty that Tom Phipp's ever hit, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, they go again, and in fact, they've got the chance to definitely wrap it up on. Uh, on Saturday when they take on Ashford United. So that's a big game on Saturday, that one. That's, yep. where, you sh- that's where you should be going, mate. Forget about Dartford. It should be at that one. Yeah, so that be a cracking game, that one. Yeah, Ashford definitely would have put down a marker from that. Um, so, I mean, Tommy Warlow has done well at, at Ashford. And I suppose they'd like an opportunity to get a result against Cray Wanderers and, and stop the party. But then if they do have to see the party, how much does that motivate them for the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Didn't Cray beat Ashford 9-0 this time now in the same league? Same last, last season, last season? Yeah. So, well, there you go. So, football's a strange place that Cray, you think, they'll run over Ashford who are a totally different side um, this season than they were last. So, so yeah, yeah, Tommy Rolot I want to put down a marker. Won't want to see Cray celebrating. Let's, let's do a job on them with a little bit nervy and then we can secure our playoff place as well. But, yeah, Tommy have very experienced. He'll be the first to congratulate Cray if they've done it. But uh, if, if we Fashford if can get a win, he'll be delighted with that.
0: Yeah, elsewhere on Saturday in that league, uh, Wittsville Town were beaten 2-1 at Haywards Heath. Herne Bay beat Faversham 3-1 in that derby. Uh, as we've already mentioned, it was high three, Ashford United 1. Ashford coming from behind, uh, Ashford taking the lead through Toby Ajala, uh, but Sid Solis scored twice before Charlie Webster uh, rounded off the scoring. Phoenix Sports beat East Grinsett Town 5-1. VCD uh, won 2-1 at Ramsgate. Uh, Charlie McDonald and Ali Frazzini scoring the goals there. It was Sevenoaks-nil, Three Bridges-nil, and a bit of an aberration for uh, Sittingbourne, who've been in good form under uh, Chris Lynch, but they were beaten 6-1 at home by Horsham uh, on Saturday. Elsewhere this weekend, as well as we already mentioned, Cray Wanders against Ashford, it's Fabersham against Three Bridges, Hastings against Hythe, Haywards Heath against Sevenoaks, Herne Bay against Horsham, VCD Athletic host East Grinstead, Whitster will take on Phoenix, and Sittingbourne travel to face Whiteleaf. Uh, that just leaves us with the Southern Counties East League where Corinthian are still in pole position after beating Canterbury City on Tuesday night. Uh, the, the the team who don't pay their players, which I know some people uh, are doubting now are two points clear at the top. They've got 81 points. They're two points in front of Cray Valley PM uh, who were two uh, winners at Punjab United on Saturday uh, on Tuesday night as well. Uh, to take them, to, That title race is going to go all the way, I think. Two points between those two teams, four games to play. Which way is it going to go, Matt?
1: I'm going it's a difficult I don't seen the fixtures. I just think Cray Valley with their experience will get it over the line. Um I think it could be way from one on goal difference this division. Two points clear, Cray Valley's goal difference is fifteen better than Quintian, Quintin. fantastic job they've done from that. Probably still can't um take away Fisher and Chatham, real which maybe Chatham they've got three games left to play, but could be but I think it's going to the wire, could be one on goal difference this year.
0: I'm just looking through the fixtures very quickly. As, as you mentioned, it Cray Valley have still got to play Glebe at home. Uh, then they've got to play against Chatham Town away on Easter Saturday. On Easter Monday, they're at home to Croydon, and the last day of the season, uh, Cray Valley are away to Canterbury. They've played before recently, um, and then Corinthian, meanwhile, uh, take on Hollands and Blair on Saturday. Then they on Easter Saturday they're at home to Deal Town. Then they travel to Fisher and they finish off at home to Beersted. So on those fixtures, I would say Corinthian might just have the edge because the form that they've been in Corinthian, I think there's only one game they're going to find tricky there and they're in the pole position because they've got that two-point advantage.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some against Great Valley. Game's coming together and it's always in the back of your mind. Wembley's coming. Wembley's coming. I know it's a bit of a break before the end of the season and that, but you don't want to get injured. All that being the players' minds... We know Kevin Watson, he won't be saying that to the players from that point of view. He's very you know, focused on on his path there. Very interesting time. As the divisions go, it must be one of the most exciting in the country, this one. You mentioned earlier, three of the Devon Bostick leagues have already been secured. Kent League must be one of the most exciting divisions in the country for that. And I'm sure all non-league people listening to this will be really following this one. And what a story. Corinthian! if they get promoted without paying their players, I'm sure there's a story out there that some of them even
0: the national press will be interested in. On Saturday, earth Town were tuna winners at AFC Croydon. It was Beckham one, Beersted one, Canterbury City Neil Fisher one, Corinthian five, Sheppard United Neil Cray Valley two, Crowborough one, Glebe two, Chatham three. A three-three draw between Lordswood and Deal. Punjab United ended their poor run of form with a three-one win over K Sports, uh, but they were unable to uh, really start looking over. The, stop looking over their shoulders because Rustle won an absolute thriller, beating Croydon by four goals to three. Uh, Croydon are relegated after that as well. Uh, and Hollins and Blair, well, continuing their great run of form, four nil winners at Tunbridge Wells on Saturday. Uh, on Tuesday night, there's another game as well, deal against Chatham, which finished one nil to the Chats. Uh, this weekend is the Kent Senior Trophy final at the Gallagher Stadium uh, between Chatham and Beckenham. So that promises to be a, a nice day out for those teams. I was at the final last year. It was, it was a good day out. And, and, and the same again this year, Matt.
1: Yeah, I think Chatham will be liking I think this to so them, won a competition for a long while. They'll be looking at Beckenham, Very even match sides, I would have thought. have a bit of a blip, you know, 14 points off. But again, they'll be looking to it as well. Should be a good game. And again, busy time for the Kent FA at the moment,
0: all these cup competitions going on. Uh, yeah, uh, tonight on Wednesday night, there was a game between Irith, and Irith Town and Hollands and Blair. Uh, on Saturday, we've already mentioned the two the, the two the the top two, but it's also Beerset against Sheppy, Punjab go to Crowborough, trumbidge Wells are at Croydon. It's Irith against Lordswood. Fisher against AFC Croydon. Hollands and Blair against Corinthians, we've already mentioned. And K-Sports against Canterbury City. Uh, a couple of games on Tuesday as well. Punjab against Canterbury. In fact, that's just the one game uh, in that division. Uh, there's new leaders in Division 1 as well, Matt, in that division, in there. Uh, Brighton Ropes, 66 points. They've gone top of the league. And the table looks phenomenal there. We've got Brighton 66 from 30. Wellingtown, 66 from 30. Irith and Belvedere, 65 from 30. Two of those teams are expecting to go up. One of them is going to miss out, and that is going to be so, so cruel for whoever misses out. The results this weekend, it was Forest Hill Park 3, Lidtown 1. Uh, Sutton Athletic hit 6 at Greenways, having hit 7 at Stansfield in the week. Uh, it was Kennington 3, of them Belvedere 1. Uh, Kent Football United 1, Holmesdale Neil Meridian VP 2, Phoenix Sports Reserves 1. Ross United 0, Brighton Ropes 2, Snodden 1, FC Arms 3, Sporting Club Thames, 2, Lewisham Borough 1. Uh, on Tuesday night, Irith and Belvedere beat FC Elmstead 3-0. And the game between Stansfeld and Phoenix Watch Reserves uh, was abandoned just before half-time after a serious injury to one of the players from the home team just before the break. The game was 3-2 to 10 men, Stansfeld. That sounds like an absolute cracker. Such a shame uh, that it wasn't able to, to be finished. And we hope that the player who was injured uh, is OK. On Saturday in that division, it's Bryden Ropes against Ken Football United. Irith and Belvedere against Holmesdale. FC Elmstead host Greenway's. Lewis and Barrett host Rochester United, Lidtown take on Meridian VP, Phoenix Sports Reserves against Kennington, Snodland Town against SC Thamesmead, Stansford against Sutton Athletic, Wellingtown against Forest Hill Park. Right, two from three in that division. Matt, I know you're getting to the end of your lunch out. Who's going to be the one who misses out? Wellingtown. There you go. The man has spoken. So you've been listening to this week's Kent Non League podcast, um, which is brought to you in association with Notes from an English County. Uh, the blog, kentishmen2015.wordpress.com is where you find that. Uh, I've been John Phipps. He's Matt jarber On the air Monday night, BBC Radio Kent, 9pm. We're going to be talking uh, about Hillsborough racism and snooker so there's uh, three topics that don't normally go together but that's what we're going to be uh discussing uh, as always you can get in touch with us uh, on social media on twitter at kent nl podcast on facebook you can find us kent non-league uh, i'm at john Phipps 81 he is at matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, he's going to dartford on saturday you'll be able to hear coverage of that um I, I might try and get to the cup final on Sunday, but I am very, very busy, so I may miss out on that. Um, but I will do my best to bring you uh, some something about that cup final next week. Uh, but all that remains to say, as we uh, get very close to the end of Matt Hour's lunch break, Matt Gerard's lunch hour is. Thanks everyone for listening, and we shall speak to you all next week. Actually,
1: um, early lunch. of we move running so late.